Hello, music teacher friends. Welcome to episode number 29 of the Beyond Measure podcast. Christina Whitlock here, your self-proclaimed anytime piano teacher friend. So, you know how, like, Every single music student under the sun has trouble at first with acknowledging rests in their music. (laughs) You know how they all like to bypass them and we constantly find ourselves having this conversation about how rests are every bit as important to music as the notes are and, you know, every other analogy you can come up with. (laughs) Well, today, my friends, we are talking about rest because I happen to know that music teachers are really terrible on the whole at incorporating rest into our own lives, even though just like in music, the rest in life is really important. And before we go any further, I just have to acknowledge that I really don't like talking about rest because at least if you are wired anything like I am, you just don't do well with making time for it. And then because there is this overwhelming evidence that exists about the importance of rest and the benefits of rest, um, you know, we just end up feeling guilty over the fact that it's one more thing that we're supposed to be doing, but we're not doing. And the onslaught comes from there, right? (laughs) And, you know, maybe you are not like me at all. And you are really great at incorporating rest into your life. And if that is the case, I just want you to know that I salute you and I am very actively aspiring to figure it out just like you have. (laughs) But I do know, again, that professional musicians and teachers of anything are some of the most driven, like nose to the grindstone people that I know. I think it's because the teacher's heart is just always seeking more, more connection, more ways to communicate our ideas, more creativity, more inspiration, more, 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 more. (laughs) Does that sound at all familiar to you? (laughs) This last year, probably more so than ever before, The universe has been practically screaming at me to do better when it comes to rest. I am just here to tell you it's very counterintuitive to my genetic makeup. You know, my mom grew up in a very industrious farming family. You know, people who work 24-7 and never take breaks. (laughs) Uh, She went on to work as a director of nursing in long-term care facilities where she was regularly working 90-hour weeks and was constantly, and I mean constantly, on the phone all hours of the day and the night. My dad had a little bit more of a work hard, play hard philosophy, but he also owned his own business. And of course, that means working anytime that there was work to be done. So I do believe these qualities are baked into my DNA and also into my just life experience because I grew up watching my parents excel in their work 
and giving so much of their lives to it. So when you couple those factors with an ambitious, creative brain, one that is constantly dreaming up new projects and new goals and new programs, well, rest is just not part of my conditioning. I had to laugh last week because I was listening to Melissa Slocum's podcast called Sounds of Encouragement, and she was talking with the lovely Jennifer Fox, and Jennifer mentioned that one key to her creative success was daily naps. (laughs) Just short, like 20 minutes or less naps, but she talked about how laying down and closing her eyes was one of the best ways to fuel her creativity. Now, I know this to be true. I've proven it time and time again in my own experience, 100%. (laughs) The creative brain needs rest and idle time to do its thing. But the idea of intentionally taking a daily nap is just so hard for me. Like, I just, I can't even describe how foreign that feels in my head. But I have to say I am jealous of how healthy of a mindset Jennifer has to this prioritization of daily rest. I remember hearing Brene Brown, who I love and who is this, you know, amazingly celebrated researcher, right? Um, I remember hearing her talk once about a weekend many years ago where she had a book deadline due And her husband volunteered to take their kids out of town for a long weekend so she would have 100% uninterrupted time to work on her book. So she said she ended up binging episodes of Law & Order like all weekend long and she wrote nothing. (laughs) So her husband came home. He asked her excitedly how much she'd written And when she told him that she hadn't written a word and spent all weekend on the couch in front of the TV, well, I guess they got into quite an argument, (laughs) you know. And I can see it from both sides because from his perspective, he had just spent a weekend away with their children on his own with the express purpose of giving her time to write. From the outside perspective, It looks like she wasted the entire weekend, right? (laughs) But in reality, Brene Brown claims that that weekend of mindless TV watching actually gave her exactly what she needed to do to crank out the rest of that book in a big way. (laughs) And again, she's kind of well known for her research. And so I think she's doing okay, (laughs) despite weekends of binging law and order. (laughs) Does that ring true for you in any way? I know it does for me. You know, creatives just can't hustle their way to the end product. It doesn't work. Our brains need that space and time to wander and to wonder and yes, just to rest. (laughs) And at the same time, I am all too often guilty of approaching my life with her husband's perspective of thinking, no wonder you're behind. How could you possibly watch 20 hours of Law & Order when you're on a deadline? You know, that there's no one to blame here but yourself, right? (laughs) Without digging too deep, let's just say that I have been on an intense journey to rid myself of the perspective that my value is somehow dependent on what I accomplish in a day. 
<laughs> I am so guilty. And I'm saying this because I know many of you are as well of the thought that productivity is the ultimate goal of each day. I see it in music teaching circles all the time. You know, teachers who measure their effectiveness by the number of students they're teaching or how many events they plan per year or how late they'll agree to teach each night or how many side gigs they'll take on. I mean, all of these things can be great, but they have very little reflection on your value as an educator or, of course, more importantly, as a human being. I think that more of us need to remember that our value to the world has nothing to do with how hard we are hustling. <laughs> nothing whatsoever. I had kind of an epiphany about rest a few weekends ago, and I thought I would share it with you. So ever since my second daughter came along, I have really, really tried to reserve weekends as uninterrupted family time. Most of the time. <laughs> I have a very long history of taking on too many responsibilities and needing to use the weekends to crank out additional tasks, but I really have been pretty good about it the last few years. Well, this semester, it became very obvious very quickly that I had committed to a few too many things and I couldn't get rid of any of them, so it was going to mean that for the next like 14 weeks, I was going to need to work on the weekends. There wasn't anything I could get rid of, so I just had to know that it was a season of weekend work. And you can do that for a little while, right? <laughs> so if I had to guess, I would say I needed a solid like six hours on the weekend to accomplish what I really needed to get done. So every week, without fail, this is how the weekend was starting. I would get up on Saturday morning with the intentions of just cranking out my work as soon as possible, right? <laughs> but every Saturday, without fail, my brain and my body would just say, nope, can't do it. <laughs> so I would end up washing dishes, which would lead to cleaning the kitchen and doing laundry. I'd scroll my phone for a while. I'm, of course, making meals for the hungry people who live in my house. <laughs> I'd take walks with the dog. You know, all of these things that are necessary and good <laughs> and should have no negative associations with them whatsoever. <laughs> but you know what? The whole time, and I mean the whole time, I would fight this ridiculous nagging voice in my head telling me, all the things. You know, I was wasting time. Why am I such a procrastinator? Why can't I get this work done? I should have figured out a way to get it done during the week, even though that had proven completely impossible from the start. But and on and on and on these thoughts went. And as much as I hope that you are wiser than me in this regard, I guess I'm also kind of hoping you understand <laughs> and that you don't think I sound completely neurotic here. It took me a solid like 10 weeks to realize that I wasn't wasting that time. <laughs> my body and my brain were basically hosting a revolt. <laughs> so I found myself doing mindless work, you know, the dishes and the laundry and the phone. 
not because I'm lazy or terrible at time management as I fear, but because my human brain just can't work and work and work and work. It will take breaks when it needs to. So the question is, are we going to acknowledge when we are really resting our brains and that it is good to do so? Or are we going to lose the benefit of the rest because we are just too busy beating ourselves up over what we aren't accomplishing? Just in case you're not aware, there are mountains of research in support of the fact that working fewer days and shorter hours actually results in higher productivity. In chapter one of her book, Do Less, Kate Northrup cites example after example of countries abroad, as well as companies here in the States, who have moved to models of a four-day work week or six-hour work days. Because studies show humans, on average, only have about six productive hours at work per day, even though most are working eight or nine or more. I know that corporate world principles don't always carry over into independent music teacher land, but the idea really is the same, that we are better mentally, physically, emotionally, all of it, when we are not constantly pushing ourselves to the max. That research is not all that new, but it is very conclusive. And I can't help but hope that we see changes to our approach to hustle in the workplace in in every field, because I think it's certainly contributing to a lot of emotional distress here in the United States. Anyway, so is it a coincidence that I'm compelled to speak on rest right now? (laughs) At the time of this release, this episode is coming out at the beginning of May 2021, We are all trying to claw our way out of a pandemic, and of course, it's the usual spring madness. We've got recital season, you know, it's time for student evaluations, we're planning summer programs, many independent teachers are trying to figure out their finances for the summer months coming up, we've got collegiate music faculty and students who are gearing up for finals and juries and we have students graduating which packs an emotional wallop you know and the list goes on and on there's a lot going on right now and in so many ways it just seems like i don't know almost comical to talk about rest right now <laughs> i can pretty much guarantee you you are not thinking about resting right now <laughs> But here's the thing. If we pay attention, I believe, this is my hypothesis here, (laughs) that we will realize that our bodies and our brains are taking the rest, whether we plan it or not. You know, whether we want to rest or not, our minds are going to be checking out from time to time. But if we don't embrace those periods of rest for what they truly are, we are going to miss out on a huge part of their benefit because we're going to miss it and we're going to think that we never got a rest (laughs) when sometimes we do, but we spend it worrying ourselves to pieces. 
if we write off our body's overrides as a distraction or laziness or procrastination, you know, we are too busy beating ourselves up to enjoy the benefits of the rest that we are taking, even if it's slightly against our will. I read online the other day that apparently the new thing is that college students everywhere are finding themselves binging like entire Netflix series during finals week, which of course feels like really irresponsible, right? And like they should be studying, but you know, oh, I can't help it. I started the series and you know, I keep watching it. Well, to me, (laughs) that sounds an awful lot like the brain taking a necessary mental break that probably spirals kind of out of control because they're not acknowledging the fact that they just need a rest. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe that's a future dissertation for a future study. Who knows? (laughs) As we prepare to wrap up for today, this episode has talked nothing about the very serious health implications that can come from not listening to your body when it's time to rest. Nor have we talked about what rest actually is, (laughs) as in it's not just sleeping, right? So those deep dives are going to have to wait for a future episode, but I hope you can take away the importance of acknowledging your need for mental rest this time of year and always. And of course, when you are resting, whether you want to do it or not, don't lose the benefit of rest by beating yourself up over everything that you think you need to be doing instead. So whether it's a 20-minute Jennifer Fox nap or some Brene Brown Law & Order Netflixing, I hope that we can all grow and do better in accepting that there is nothing inherently bad about any of those activities. Humans need to rest. If you are like me and tend to wear productivity like some kind of badge of honor, I hope you will join me on my journey to shift that perspective. And I hope you will join me in a little toast right now. (laughs) If you have a beverage handy, lift your glass now. (laughs) Music teacher, friends of the world, today we are acknowledging a very important truth. (laughs) Human beings need to rest. And perhaps even more so, creatives need idle time. Our artistic expressions, whether that be composing, content creation, lesson planning, performing, you name it, our art needs time to sit and let ideas swim around inside our head. If anyone out there is feeling stuck, I hope you will consider taking a long walk today or finding some quiet time with a pen and paper, or whatever you need to do just to let your ideas percolate a little bit inside your mind. (laughs) When was the last time you really let your mind wander? When was the last time you let yourself dream, quote-unquote, unrealistic dreams? (laughs) This is the stuff, my friends. And so many brilliant creatives have already fought the battle against this perceived productivity, and they've come out on the other side. 
I am thankful for them, and I am determined to join them over there one day. (laughs) Will you join us as well? Cheers to the thought, my friends. You're here. And there you have it, my friends. Episode number 29, your permission to go forth and plan your rest. (laughs) This is your reminder that rest is not bad, that mental white space is necessary for all of us, and that you are worth so much more than your list of daily accomplishments. We are such an ambitious group, music teacher friends, and I love that about us. I admire us all so much as a profession for the heart and the ingenuity that we bring this world. It's so special. I don't want any of us to get lost in the hustle. So rest today, my friends. (laughs) Even in the craziness of spring, let's just rest and dream and create. Doesn't that sound great? (laughs) I'll see you next week.